Before we get started, I'd like to just explain that this episode is slightly different from our others. Normally, I'll cut out great chunks of interview just to squeeze in some supplementary info or summary of morals and lessons, which lightly masquerades the fact that I simply like the sound of my own voice. This episode is a chat with two brothers, Guy and Aaron. It's recorded as live and has been lightly fiddled with. There are a couple of reasons for this. One is flat-out laziness on my part. I'm not going to beat about the bush here, okay? We are nothing if not authentic on the Accidental Startup podcast. But also, because I was struck by the love and respect that these brothers have for each other, it really is quite sickening. But also, also, despite the fact they are entrepreneurs in completely different sectors, I mean, you couldn't get much further from each other if you tried. The experiences they are sharing, the lessons they are learning together, and the ideas they are collaborating on show that there are connections between every business. Oh, and one more thing. If using Game of Thrones as an analogy, I would advise caution. Very, very easy to be misconstrued. You'll find out. Alex Finney here from the Accidental Startup Podcast, and I have no time uh, this week for like clever scripts or like teasers or anything like that. We've got to get straight into it because I have not one but two startups to talk to. So let's delve in. Right, intros first of all. My name's Guy Last, and uh, I'm the founder of Guy Last Recruitment. And uh, Aaron Last, and I'm the co-founder of Enius Childcare. Okay, uh, Last is not a coincidence. Then it's not. No, no, he's the older one. Yes, so you are and brothers, and, yes, and, and, and the slightly shorter one. I've noticed that as well. Yes. Um, now, um, straight off the bat, um, I feel that I should tell uh, everybody at home that uh, these two gentlemen are, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the word, and um, offensively good-looking. I think that's that's where I'm going to go with it. Um, and the reason that I say that is to uh, two reasons. Uh, number one, if uh, it sounds like my questioning is getting a little bit edgy as, as we go along, it's probably because of that. And two, just for giggles, because it's fun, you know? So that's what we're, uh, that's what we're after. A uh, guy will start with a better-looking brother. Um, Good man. So t- take me on a journey. Take me from where you started out to the Middle East and then back again. Okay, so I'll try and do that in a, in as short as possible. So I was in two thousand and five. I was twenty one, and I moved to Dubai. Um, I went over there, in fact, as a football coach and playing football as well. Socially, uh, I was introduced to people that were in real estate. So I was earning X amount, and they were earning X amount times a hundred. So that looked quite attractive. So I got into real estate very soon. Um, ended up staying there for ten years. I was a senior broker for seven and then moved up into management and regional sales director of one of the largest companies at the time. Um, I was headhunted um, to to set up a, a new, not a start, it was an international company, but they, they just opened up an office in the Middle East. So I went through a huge recruitment drive, taking the office from zero to over 50 members of staff and opening up several departments. And that's when the light bulb went off um, to set up a recruitment company. Never done recruitment before. But I was looking to come back to the UK after being in Dubai for, for 10 years. And I thought that would that would be an opportunity. I think it's, it's a phrase that's quite often overused, being a no-brainer. But the fact that I had 10 years worth of experience, network and uh, things like that, and coming back to the UK where the biggest demand for people from Dubai is, um, put two and two together and four years later it's still still working okay. Okay, so we'll get more into that a little bit more uh, in a minute then. Aaron, there's a similar tale with a sharp left turn at the end. 
Yeah, I mean, we, I, myself and my co-founder, who's actually uh, my fiance uh, Enya, we lived in Dubai with uh, Guy and his partner, and um, I had some experience in real, uh, real estate as well. And I was living out there with uh, my co-founder, who was working in childcare, uh, and she was inspired by the approach that they used out there. And um, it was our time to come home, start a family, as we've done. Um, and in doing that, I was ready to apply myself to a business, had the confidence that I'd be able to run with it. And um, we decided to go in, into that together. So uh, my partner's the one with the degree in childcare and uh, the background in education. And um, I'm the guy in the office with the business development. You um, made the tea. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Made the tea and, and done, done what I was told. And um, yeah, we, we opened April 16 and we're now three and a half years down the line. We're, we're currently in the middle of uh, purchasing the building ourselves and um, we're getting recognised, which is nice. Yeah. So um, going back to you then, um, came back to where we are. We are in, in Cardiff. You don't have to squat down, by the way. So Just come down to yeah, my I level. Know, I, I just I, feel... I, I feel better when I do that. <laughs> You feel better squatting? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mm. You know, 2020, starting uh, off, you know, trying to get fit. By all means, <laughs> just keep it to yourself. Um, whatever makes you feel comfortable, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, so, how did you first get started, and what have you learned along the way? So, yeah, we moved back end of um, 2015, December. Um, the reason for Cardiff is where my wife's from. I did convince her to come to Dubai. Um, her father wasn't that happy about that, but... The deal was... If trade-off. It, yeah, trade-off. If it worked out, then we'd come back and settle in Cardiff. So uh, I held up my side of the, of the bargain. We came back. Um, I proposed two weeks later, um, which, which obviously helped. And then set up in... Uh, we, we had a two-bed end terrace in Poncana. You know, cliche, turn the loft into an office um, and started from there. Um, I grew an office um, in the east of England. Ended up seven, eight members of staff. Um, but over the last... I think since joining, especially the, the NatWest, the last nine months, it, came, it couldn't have come at a better time because I was at a time within my business where I wasn't sure of the direction and where I wanted it to go. Um, the vision for it in, in building a, a large international, although we're very boutique international, a large international, which was the original vision, has changed. Um, and that's just due to learning, um, you know, special features within within the business, the software, technology, and integrating that. And being amongst um, where I am currently has, has really helped me pivot towards where I'm going going now. And, and where you're going, because I mean, recruitment is, there's very much about, um, well, I suppose in, in the old days, it was, you know, it was sort of uh, very much uh, there's a human interaction element. There was lots of asking questions and getting to know people and so on. But you're trying to move away from that to use technology a lot more intelligently. I think what, what really has happened is that joining or setting up a recruitment business with no real estate, uh, with no recruitment experience has its pros and cons. So I've had to learn a lot, but also I've had fresh eyes within the industry. Um, and I've been able to identify things that other uh, people have obviously identified. Um, but I feel I can potentially improve them quicker and get there first, maybe in, in, in some ways. So it's help, it's not taking the human element, there is always going to be in 99% of the cases, that human element, it's taken away the tasks that slow the human element down um, is what I'm looking to improve. Um, yeah, and it's exciting. Once you know you dive into the technology and software side of things, 
you are open, your eyes are open to, to a lot of more opportunities. But I'm, I'm fresh in the water, like, you know, three months I, I've been in it. Um, becoming obsessed with it, which, which again, has its pros and cons. But, yeah, it's exciting, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited with the, with, the, with the direction I'm going with it. Okay, and and Aaron, then you mentioned your, your partner um, liked the, the sort of the the method or the culture that was used in in, in the Middle East. Then where you, where you were, how does it differ then? How, why is your childcare different to well, you know established childcare here? Yeah, I think that comes down to approach. I mean, um, Enya uh, was fortunate enough to work in a setting that was uh, uh, Reggio Emilia inspired, which originated in Italy, um, and it's a certain approach which. Um, keeps the child at the heart of it. You know, they don't see them as an empty vessel to fill with loads of information. Um, they've, they've got their own ideas and, and um, have the capability to form their views on the world. Um, and it's just the way we approach and teach those children. Um, we have our own pedagogy, which is a um, clever word for saying the way we teach and how we uh, go about what we do and care for the children and... Um, that I think, you know, leads us and, and keeps us pushing for better, really. So feedback then, is, I imagine, is a big part of uh, the way that both of you guys work. Then. So obviously you're getting feedback from parents, you're getting feedback from clients or, or from, from people that are looking for uh, recruitment. So how do you take that into and, and learn from that? Or sometimes, because sometimes a customer doesn't know what they want, so you're trying to shape something that they don't realise that they need yet. So how does that work? Very much so. I mean, that's what I thrive on day to day, is uh, feedback. That's, that's what kind of gets me excited, because if you're not looking to improve, then you're stale, and I, I don't see the exciting element there. You know, um, you're always taking it on board, but a lot of it is guidance and, and support, you know, because parents know what they want. Um, and we know what is best, arguably, you know, because that's what we've studied and that's what we're learning. We're learning about those children. We're learning how to care for them as we go almost because they're, they're the ones that's guiding us. And that's, that's back to our approach as well, whereby we follow their interest and we facilitate that and we're educators. You know, we're not teachers. We're, instead of saying, well, that's a light on the wall that shines so that we can see, it's, it's, it's kind of asking the questions with them you know, guiding them through that process of finding it out for themselves. So, um, yeah, it's, mm. it's listening, listening and learning. And then feedback from, from your side then, Guy, how do you, how do you adapt and approach that? Um, well, for the like, fast, past, sorry, past four years within the recruitment, you know, face-to-face, if you like, dealing di- directly with clients, taking what they want, want us to find, going out and finding the candidates and introducing and then going through the, the, the different stages that we have. So we've... we've I do class myself as a bit of an ideas person and nothing does sort of hold me back. I'm not scared of failure, which does help. So when I do put something out there, I am waiting for feedback. I do, I do um, encourage uh, feedback. Um, and I think it's, it is a learning process, but I've, no, I've got no problem with, with, with feedback whatsoever. And I, I don't think I would go into the industry in the software because literally it's based around feedback it's it's not something what you deliver is what do they want so you're going to have to listen you're going to have to uh you know have thick skin to say that that feature is no good you know or it's irrelevant i can't believe you spent time on that well, there's no need for that we don't need that and then trying to understand from your opposite well i thought you did you know that that's exactly what you need you know actually no 10 people are saying no you don't Right. Okay. Back to the drawing board. So it's it's going to take a bit of adapting, but no. Uh, very similar to Aaron, 
Um, I think we, we thrive off that. I think from the industry we were in, both as real estate brokers before, I think we learned the harsh lessons there. Um, you know, whether it's pitching land, off-plan projects, you know, reselling properties, having to listen to our, whether it was a, la- a landlord investor uh, to deliver what they wanted, uh, I think was, was good lessons. And again, thick skin, I think, came from that industry as well. Is that an essential part then, thick skin? I, I believe so. I, I really believe so because... Um, uh, I think in general, if you take, because everybody everybody loves their business, every, it's their idea, you know, and with that comes emotion. If someone says your emotions aren't connected to it, then you're Warren Buffett, you know, or you're somebody uh, along in that, that elite. But, you know, when you're working hours, 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 ideas, and you're, you're, you're smiling inside and you've got these visions of this going successful and people say, it's actually no good. Of course, you've got to have thick skin. You know, you've got, okay, all right, am I going to sort of just give up and go back or cower or am I just going to go back to the drawing board and maybe tweak something and then go back again ready to take another hit you know so I think yeah thick skin 100% regardless of what business mm. whether you you know we're going to go for a burger for lunch if if we go back and say that burger's not cooked is that person going to take offence yeah you know is he going to say do you know what give me two minutes and come back with a better burger and a, and a, and a shake to make up for it mm. you know so I think it's how you approach the hits uh, is important. Okay, two. I mean, two incredibly different businesses. You couldn't get much further apart. I mean, you're dealing with uh, real estate and recruitment. I'm assuming that most of your stuff has a faint whiff of vomit about it at the, uh, half the time. <laughs> Are you learning Not from each? Sorry. Not often, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Are you learning from each other? Are you swapping advice with each other? Are you are you feeding off each other in terms of the always, way you approach? Always, as brothers and as as uh, both business owners now. I mean, um, you know, I guess you're focusing on more on on developing technology right now, um, and those systems that people are using to to help them. Um, you know, I'm still using them systems. You know, so I can apply that to my industry, and it's, it's um, the fundamentals are always there, and it's it's having the humility and realization that you're not always right and you know a customer's brain is one more idea and all them ideas add up to better than what's in your head anyway so it's it's like you said it's taking on that feedback um and and learning from it and we definitely can learn from each other i think any industry can yeah. whether it's the approach or the the product itself you know um, which one's the, the... Oh, go on, go on, go on. No, no, I was just about to say an add on that. I have far more admiration for what Aaron and his fiancée have achieved than, than what I have. You know, I started... I do too, actually. Uh, no, yeah. thank you. Uh, so, you know, because I, I, you know, I started in, my, in, in a room in my house and, you know, I worked from home for, for three or four years. These guys took on a, a unit, you know, at immediate expense, uh, borrowing money immediately, you know, and it far more risk on what they've done. Um, and, you know, last year alone, only being in business three and a half years, being shortlisted as within the top six in the UK, just after three and a half years, he's very modest about it, but it's an incredible achievement uh, to be noticed as that. And now I've learned a lot from Aaron, and that's why he's down here this weekend, because he's looking at, you know, my user interface and my software, um, you know, because he comes from an art background in university and things like that. So I'm giving my developer a hard time, but that's because of Aaron's fault, because when we were doing things together, it'd always give me a hard time. I'd be the one going in and just causing havoc and just saying, let's get, let's get on with it, let's get on with it. And Aaron was the one that was pulling me back, um, you know, to say, hang on a minute, guy, that's not right, that's not right. You know, so I've learned, you know, loads off Aaron uh, already. Uh, so, you know, we continue to do that as well. 
So it answers the question I had in my mind, which is who's the better businessman? It's clearly you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. um, not sure about that. <laughs> just so modest, so modest. <clears throat> is he on a list anywhere? No, no, he isn't. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, scaling then. So have you got a, a model that you can grow? Is it, are, you, are you looking at a, like an empire of nurseries there? What, what's the plan? You know, it's always in, in your head in the beginning, and it's it's just step by step at the moment. And our vision is always developing. Um, the more our understanding is, you know, uh, I've mentioned our approach and that's something we've re-looked at recently and, and something we've refined and, and almost got ahead of the curve, you know, Ofsted are implementing different changes and things and um, it was nice this September to kind of sit back and go, well, we've kind of already done that and we're, we're ahead of the curve there. So, um, yes, you know, Many thoughts go through your head. You know, we've, we've got a 14-month-old little girl and, you know, we sit at home and we think about, are we happy sending her to school? You know, it's, it's a massive ambition, but there are different... I, I believe schools can approach it in a very different way and it's a huge topic and I think a, a lot of the country agree that um, it's an outdated system. And, yeah. You know, there's, there's so much exciting things happening in early years that can be applied to the older age and, and so you're, and you're, not, you're not thinking of just about nursery you're thinking education in 360 then you're thinking oh, okay once this child leaves our care the care that we've uh, mm-hmm. put into and the loans that we've that, that we've helped to develop with them then yeah. are they just going into a stale system which will hold them back you're looking at the whole thing exactly that and i think you know it's funny in the timing of things but having our having our little girl has really heightened that you know because that's that's the steps that are in front of us in three or four years and are we happy with that? Not sure, you know. So, so a lot of plans, but you know, day by day and month by month. Uh, initially, it's just refining this business that we have every day as we grow because it changes every day um, with the staff and and the the reality of the the space, you know, um, stage by stage. But we're we're progressing now with one setting, and um, who knows? Yeah, once we refine this and perf- perfect it. A second may be on the cards. So you're, you're revolutionising um, education then. <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to revolutionise... It's about with software, about with software. No, no, but you're trying to change a system that you look at it from the outside and then it doesn't really, really, really work for me. I need it to work for the way that I need it to work. So you know, you're obviously trying to make a change as well. I think it all comes down to value. I think the value and experience that candidates and companies currently offer... Um, you know, I've done huge market uh, research um, into what, you know, I'm not just going in blind. Into, I, I appreciate now I'm, I'm heading into very deep waters uh, within the industry I'm going in. And I'm, you know, I've, I can't swim. So I've got to learn quick and I've got to find the gaps and actually understand what I am doing. Um, and in general, I think the, the work ethic in general of the population may not be what it used to be. Um, you know, market research shows that the, the companies that are, that are going to scale and grow and survive are the ones that are going to be able to upskill and retain their current staff and workforce. Mm. So that's a huge emphasis that we're going to be going into. Um, I think the recruitment stage of how we introduce people, we would like to think we're going to improve and make the experience well, just far better. But then I think the, the, the real focus that I have uh, is on the well-being and the wellness of uh, current employment and how companies can improve and retain who they currently have. Um, you know, for example, uh, just on the wellness part, there's so many 
courses and, you know, get better at this and get better at that. But obviously, you know, mental health and all these things are coming in, you know, very well known now. And I'm a big believer that it doesn't matter what course you go on. If you're not feeling right within yourself or within this company, you're not going to take anything on. So let's start like right real at the core. Um, and part of the software that we're going to be providing is an onboarding and training platform. Uh, the brand is called Recademy, which came from Recruitment, Relocation and Coaching Academy. I see, I see what you did there. That's very there good. we go. Yeah. So, and I, and I think the emphasis on the way we grow is going to be more towards the HR onboarding and retaining and upskilling and making sure people are happy within the workplace. Uh, so that's the vision that I have uh, for me to grow, to grow the business. Like I said, the introduction part is just the first step. Yeah. And, and what you're talking about there, I mean, there's a synergy straight away. You're, you're talking about upskilling people. You're talking about changing global education. I mean, there, but is there anything that can be taken from the sort of the techniques of the ethos that you uh, try and instill in, in you know, small children to the big children that's, that the guy's looking for? Yeah, definitely. And I think he's hit the nail on the head where everything that, is important nowadays with mental health and, and developing the person themselves if they're not happy within themselves. And that all starts very, very young. You know, we are the people we are by the age of seven. Our morals are set, our understanding are set of relationships and things like that. So it starts really, really young. Um, you know, but as earlier you said, in terms of what can be used between us or what what is linked, the software that he's developing is something that will straight away work within our business uh, and develop our staff. But yeah, I think it would definitely follow through all the way to the to yeah. adults is, is what needs to happen. So uh, challenges then. Um, one thing I want to talk to you about is investment. Um, because you, you are building a model, you're building software which isn't making you any money. You're testing it, you're testing it and so on and so forth. So bluntly put, where's the money coming from? So I'm juggling at the moment. So um, I've got the ambition to try and bootstrap this as, as far as possible. Um, maybe a bit of pride, maybe a bit of... This is what I did. Look back and say I, yeah. I actually, and it's yours, and it's yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course. To, to um, you know, be realistic. Uh, every great, massive monster company, and doesn't even have to be a monster company, receives support in some way or the other. You know, and if I get to a point, and I will get to a point where I feel I need investment, that's when I'll go. But at the moment, um, you know, my recruitment business is still going. It's going very well. We're, we're signing uh, incredible uh, clients, international clients, um, and we're, we're placing candidates every month. So, yeah, I'm making a bit of money there and, I, and I'm investing it into my, into my next venture um, to, to keep that going. But, yeah, investment is something that is on the radar. It's not yet. Uh, I've had two meetings this week already with incredible individuals that have been there and done it, sold multi-million pound software businesses back in 2008 and nine. Um, my ask is not yet. Can you? I don't want you. I don't want any money. Just can you help me cut a few corners? Can you help me reduce the amount of time to get from A to B mm. uh, currently? And keep me on your radar, you know. And and if you see something exciting, either in myself or my product, then you know I'd be obviously very open to discussion in terms of investment. But it's more about the. It's not it, the, the money. Is I think for me. The, the the least important thing in regards when I'm looking for an investment. And, and Aaron, how about you? Because you're, you're, you're sort of similar sort of thing. You're, you were trying to demonstrate a, a model or an approach that is not what we're used to in this country, and therefore it would have taken a while to, to get on board. So how have you approached uh, investment and, and uh, fundraising? 
Well, we started uh, with nothing, to be honest with you. We, we approached a, um, we got a small loan each. I think it was about 5,000 each. Um, you know, 70% of that went on physical furniture and uh, uh, renting of the building. And we started with just Enya in, in the building itself. And we had one child through the door. We had one child that we'd uh, get dropped off at half seven and we'd drop them at school at 9 a.m. And that was it for the day. Uh, and we slowly, very, very slowly, um, built that up to, to over 100 children and, um, a day. And, you know, um, it's, it's grown, but it's, it's very organic. Um, and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. And it was just a comment I only said to Guy earlier, and he slightly just mentioned there that, you know, I would hold off as, as long as you can because you're, you're learning every step of the way. You know, maybe an investor comes in and shortcuts so many of them processes that you've now learned. Um, and it's the same with us and, and all of our custom has been very organic. It's not like we had, you know, hired four members of staff and, and thrown a load of advertising out there and, and, and got a load of people. It was recommendations. You know, we got three more children, then we got one more staff member, we got five more children. So we started uh, very small. Um, and I've used the word organic a lot, but that that's kind of describes it very well. Are you an organic nursery? Very much so, yeah. That's why you've used it. Organic food, organic people. See? As opposed to those non-organic people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are they going on? <laughs> um, who has the trickiest customers? You've got parents. You have got, presumably, quite big businesses mm -hmm. who are very demanding then. Who's, mm. who's got the... Uh, who dreads the phone ringing the worst? Oh, I, I dread his phone calls far more than mine, for 100%. Um, I think, because I, I suppose I am in a, a B2B, I see B2C being my candidates. Obviously, I, we, we, we take complete care, and then we, have an actu we, we actually have an in-house in relocation team. So we don't only just place candidates with companies, we support during the relocation process. So that's where we build a very good relationship with our candidates, and that's where we feel we get the success once they arrive at the, the companies. So we assist them everything from... Uh, booking flights to finding them accommodation and making sure they settle in to uh, helping with their visa process plus a thousand and one other questions and support they may have throughout the process um you know we're there to support so we do build a, a very tight uh, relationship there in rapport we're still in touch with candidates that have been over in jobs in dubai now for four years they still call us for advice and career or if they're moving but i would never necessarily dread a phone call especially from clients b2b you know um uh, but from a parent regarding a child or something that may have been upset or something that's... <clears throat> Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't yeah, that's, 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 I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at as well. Yeah, because you do. People are literally <laughs> handing you their flesh and blood. So therefore, well, this is a, it's an honour that they you know they allow us to care for their little one, and you only truly uh, understand that when you do become a parent yourself. Um, but as long as you are tight in what you're doing, your policies, the way you're approaching things, and doing it right just through and through doing everything the right way it should be done you've got nothing to worry about you know and, and as long as your training is right which again comes back to Guy and, and what he's doing there as long as you're training with your staff and the message is, is, is the same across the board then you have nothing to worry about so basically don't cock it up then is what yeah, you're basically, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, what I, that's what I thought <laughs> um, advice and inspiration then where do you take advice and inspiration from what's um are there rules uh, the ethos that you live by when you approach your life your company um just be open-minded always be open-minded always look at the positives any adversity is is um can be 
turned into a positive and it's it's all about your mindset um and any rituals you can do and keep doing it's it's always best but inspiration everywhere um you know and advice family friends close close uh, loved ones um and people in the industry you know get out there go to these seminars uh, look at what other people are doing and try and try and stay ahead of the curve it, you know get inspired yourself i think okay yeah same same along those lines i think um many things inspire me everything maybe f- from uh, music to you know a certain podcast um i think my biggest inspiration comes from people that have um can you swear on this yes you can just piss me off yeah people that piss me off um or have said things in in doubt no some some have happened recently i was went to meet a guy and owns a, a very successful recruitment company and he said a couple of things after me asking questions and i thought you know what i'll meet you again soon and you'll see you know where i am so i think it's people that um either piss me off um don't do what they should do that that jeopardizes my business um you know an example so i might be working with a big client and they've they've got somebody at hr that are making my life hell but the senior management don't know about it mm. and if they did um, but they, she could jeopardise or he could jeopardise my business. Yeah. They don't understand what they're doing. So things that, that actually is one of my key motivators for software was to replace that individual. Um, but I think, you know, when I, when I used to train in sales, uh, train salespeople, you know, one example I, I do to them is, you know, people that get up at 5 a.m. To, to, to pick up your, your bins outside your house. You know, people actually get up that early in the freezing cold to earn some money to do that. So why are you not up, you know, doing what, what, what you should be doing? Um, have you watched Game of Thrones? No, actively avoid it. Do really? You really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, who's, the, who's the, the one that kills the, 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 the walker at the end? Arya. Arya. Legend. So Arya, <laughs> she goes on a journey through the Game of Thrones and she comes across people that, that have upset her and she... Before she goes to sleep every night, and when she wakes up in the morning, she names them all to, rem- to remind herself to one day to kill them. And I'm a little bit like that with people that piss me off. So I, I always remember, I, I, I know the ones, I've got a handful of them that have pissed me off that I want to prove wrong, and that's, that's what motivates me. Right, so you're saying that just before you go to sleep at night to remind yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that's entirely normal behaviour. Um, <laughs> quite worrying. Yes. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that went dark quite quickly, I noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> right. We're standing here in 12 months' time. Where are we at? What's target? I think improve on, on your vision. I, for us now, we've, we've, I think we've accelerated quite fast in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And um, I think just clarifying that and, and, and setting new goals. I couldn't put my finger on it for you. I think just improving what we have now and just tightening every aspect of it, you know, and, and in doing that, when you, whether you increase, get another set in, whether you expand, whatever you do, um, that's right. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's there for you to, to work towards. Um, You're just waiting for Enya to tell you, aren't you? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's what yeah. I expected. I've got her in my ear. I can vouch for yes. talking now. So. Um, you, presumably, your list is either going to be uh, shorter or longer. Uh, I'm going to keep this one short. Okay, great. Uh, so, let's just, um, yeah, because I sort of elaborated a bit too much on the other one. Um, so, one way or the other for, for NatWest to use my software, one way or the other, to, to be implemented and used. 
Short, yeah, so short but uh, we'll but big in, big in scale. Let's see you in 12 months' time. Right. Uh, Guy, Aaron, thank you so yeah, much you for much. joining us on the Accidental Startup Podcast. And that's it for uh, this edition. Um, if you want to join in, if you want to take part, then we're always looking for startup stories. So at Accidental Start on Twitter, and you can follow our podcasts. And do give us a review as well. Give us a five-star review, and that moves us up uh, the various rankings and everything like that. I've been Alex Feeney. The Accidental Startup Podcast is an Eat Sleep Media production. Production hosted by Anchor, music from Artlistio. We'll catch you next time.